Yo, what is up, people? Here we are. It's myself. It's Shelly. It's the Smokeout. If you don't know what the Smokeout is, you're like, hey, what the fuck is this? Let me tell you. Smokeout with Shelly and SJ is an interactive video show where you can join us on the show. You subscribe to the Patreon. It's right there in all of its glory. Five bucks a month, you get access to all the old videos, 68 other episodes, bonus stuff, Shelly picks, all that stuff. The stuff that you love, the stuff that you crave as a subscriber, it's all right there. Plus, you get access to the show, meaning when we're doing this right here, where you see us doing it live, I'll send you a link, as I did to our subscribers earlier today, telling you what time the show is. You want to join us, come on, join us. You can be in the little private chat room. You can be on audio. You can be on video. Participate in the show. Ask questions. Do what we're doing. Like tonight, uh, going into the bonus content, we're going to be doing some Never Have I Ever. That'll be fun. Uh, I'm probably going to drink because it's late. I still have some of this vodka that uh, Shelly sent me many moons ago. That's how much I have left. Oh. That's right. I'm not much of a drinker. The special occasions, I'll break that shit out. You want to subscribe for that. Because the first hour you're seeing right now, it's free live. We leave it up for about 24 hours, and then it's gone. Poof. The bonus content, you never see that unless you're a subscriber. So go do that shit. We're live on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. On my page, Center Jesus 420, and on the show page, which is Shelly SJ Smoke. Let me bring that up. Bam. Just like that. This is episode 69. I know what you're saying. Hey, what about the bonus episode? Well, I'm not counting that because I didn't call the bonus episode episode 69. And that would make this episode 70. And the whole episode 69 joke will go out the window. And I wouldn't be able to keep saying 69 over and over again. So that is why. This is episode 69. Maybe someday when we're dead, people will be like, well, there was really one more episode than they said there was because of the bonus episode. That's up to historians to debate. That's not for me to decide. In any case, I'm Stoner Jesus. She's Shelly Martinez. You want to know more about us? ShellySJSmokeout.com. All the links you need. Shelly, I saw on Twitter that you were not feeling well. I'm hoping you are smoking a lot of weed to remedy that as we do the show. Well, this is the first time I've medicated since about two o'clock. So um, it's crazy because I was just doing my thing. I have like this whole crazy schedule, my whole new life that I have, my very secretive life. And <clears throat> what I've been doing lately for about a month or so is I keep making my own soup because I love soup. And I'm sure you can relate to this stoner Jesus. My GI tract issues have just been all effed up. So Absolutely. what makes me feel better is soup. And that, cause like sometimes if I can't, like if I'm not really hungry cause my stomach's hurting me so much or whatever, if I just drink broth, like it'll be good. Like whatever, I feel so much better. So to be healthy and to know what's exactly in it, I like to make my own. And I've been kind of using it as like my side dish or if I don't feel hungry or messed up, just eating it. So because I've been making it so often lately, I cannot remember for the life of me the last time I made my batch. So around three, I guess, I went and ate my soup. About four something hits, my stomach just not good. And I'm like, oh, God. So I go to the bathroom. I'm thinking I'm going to have the runs. 
Yeah. It felt like it, but nothing was coming out. And so I was just like, oh God. So I kept pushing and pushing. <laughs> <laughs> just being real. I kept pushing and pushing. And every time I was pushing, it hurt so bad. I was going, oh. So finally it came out. And then I thought I was going to feel better. No, I thought I was going to pass out. I thought I was going to throw up. Yeah. So I flushed the toilet in case I needed to throw up. And then when I stood up, I felt so dizzy. I crawled to my bedroom. Ooh. And then Ooh. I was overheating because like my body was just freaking out. So I started taking my clothes off and just plop on the bed. Metal Jesus is like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> he has no clue. And I was like, do you need to go to the hospital? I was like, oh, and then I start crawling half naked to my bathroom. This is how self-efficient I am. Instead of me wasting my energy to explain to him what's going on, I'm just going to do what I got to do. So I'm crawling on the floor. I grab the fan. I pull it over turn it on towards facing me on the toilet. I sit there, I crap my brains out again. Then I took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> then when I woke up, I was like, okay, I feel better. So then for Taco Tuesday, I was like, okay, we're gonna be recording late. So I gotta make sure to eat before whatever. So I start chopping up all the stuff. There goes my stomach again. I was like, oh, God, no. And so not as bad, but another version of what I just told you happened again. Oh. But damn it if I didn't finish making Taco Tuesday dinner. Damn it if I didn't scarf down on my tacos. And damn it if I'm not here right now hanging out with you and all these fine people. That's right. Because Shelly's a trooper. She goes through all that and still... She's here for you. If that's not worth the subscription, I don't know what is. I don't know what you're talking I put my makeup on. I did my hair. I did. I put lashes on. I did it all. Feeling sick because I'm pretty sure I gave myself a little food poisoning from eating spoiled soup. Nice. I put on a hat for you fucking people. <laughs> it's a cute hat. That's right. It's dope. My favorite house. Who's Brian Pawson? I also have a dope, um, dope t-shirt on as well. I knew you would likely ask who Brian Posehn is, so I had him ready to go. It's the, it's Wait, the person I think... Show that shirt again. Show that shirt again. Look at this, you people. Goodvibrationsboutique.com You go there, you get Vampire Girl, get Vampire Guy. Um, it's there. You know, go there. If you don't see yourself, oh, that guy! Oh, that guy! <laughs> if, if I had that on, I would look more so like him. Well, I mean, I'm gonna take it off. I'm gonna shit. Right. See, things are retreating up here at a, at a faster clip than they used to be. I will say, as this all goes gray, all of this just retreats to the back. And I've always said to myself, I'm not gonna be one of those people. They like gets Rogaine or whatever. I'm not gonna be Vince McMahon and just go gray for years and years and years. Then all of a sudden show up on TV with jet black hair and my little evil. Uh, I have someone tied to the railroad tracks mustache. I'm not gonna do that. This is me 
If you don't like it, I'm going to fucking tell you. Look, so I'm fine with Vince McMahon dyeing his hair and dyeing his eyebrows. That stash, though, I just can't. <laughs> like, he looks like a... Like, if he didn't look like a predator already, now he looks like a more of a predator on a different level. Let's just say that. I don't understand why. And here's what's interesting. I feel... For a while now, why is it that young men, usually in their 20s, early 30s, all want the porno mustache? Like, what is that? And then, like, you see actors, too, and they all, like, go through this, like, I'm going to do the mustache. And that's when I, like, write somebody off. I'm just like, dude, okay, you're on the mustache. They, it's deliberate. And I want to know what statement they're trying to make. Now, if you have a thin upper lip, I get it. You want to hide your thin upper lip? That's fine. But when you go on, especially if you're somebody that's like in the public eye. So us as viewers, like Vince McMahon, we're all familiar with his look. We're all familiar with his different looks he's had throughout the years, which has been pretty consistent, his look, would I would say. So why the stash now? Why? And why do these younger dudes get it? I get like dyeing your hair if you like do it at the beginning. But if you just, you're just going gray for years and years and years and all of a sudden you reverse course. And there's other actors that have done that. I can't think of their names right now, but there's one or two obvious examples where they just show up and like, hey, I just totally dyed my entire head this jet black, even though you've seen me with gray hair for 20 years. And it's just so abrupt and off-putting that you just, that's all, that's all I can look at. When I see Vince McMahon sitting there with a couple other dudes, I'm just looking at him like, who are you fooling, man? You're acting like we don't have video of you, hundreds of hours of video of you. And now all of a sudden you've just decided that it's all going to be black. It's, it, it reeks of a midlife crisis, or in his case, a other side of the hill going down the hill crisis to me. Let's be real. He will be reaching Mr. Burns status very soon. That's right. And that's fine. Again, again I, I totally get your point on all of it. Everything you're saying, I get it. But I'm fine with people when they dye their hair, even if it looks a little off-putting. Because, you know what, if that makes them feel better, like, to feel a little younger again, maybe they're like, wow, you know, like, I feel... Like that part of me that I kind of thought I gave up on. So if people like Wayne Newton's another one, you know, he go ahead, tan, dye your hair. You're not fooling anyone, but if that makes you feel good and that makes you go out there and connect with your younger self, I'm fine with it. But why the mustache? That's a completely different thing. If you never, like Vince McMahon never had the stash before. So why now? To I guarantee some hot some hot chick at one point like was like, you know, you look really good with a mustache. And that was it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. I don't think any young oh, yeah, baby. said that ever to. I never really could pull off a mustache. When I shave, I do like the goatee. And that's all I've ever done. That's all I'm going to ever do. I'm very set in my ways. 
<laughs> I'm partial to beards. I'm one of those, I have a beard fetish. I'm all about the beard. And it's so funny because when I've dated guys that don't really have a beard or they just have a little stubble, all of a sudden they'll grow like this monster beard. And not everyone's meant to have a monster beard. Like <laughs> not everyone. There was just one guy I dated and he did that. And unbeknownst to him, people totally made fun of him to me. And one of the things that this gal told me that was, because he was a wrestler, of course, um, she was like, what's up with your boyfriend having a pube, um, a pube beard? And I was like, a pube beard? She's like, yeah, his beard looks like it's just a bunch of pubic hair, like coming out of his face. So I was like, dude, you're right. You don't have a righteous beard. <laughs> but going back to your brother, Brian Hossein, is that how you said it? Yeah, I think I, I spelled think, it wrong. I think I put Poshin. Oh, wow. I'm not sure if I've shared this early on in one of our episodes, and I may have, but it didn't say the actor's name because I didn't know it. But back in the Disney brother-sister, when cannabis was just recreational here in California, um, there was, I used to frequent this restaurant bar called uh, Rainbow Bar and Grill, world famous. <clears throat> and a couple doors down from it um, was this dispensary I used to go to. And it was so cool because they were the only dispensary then that had like a vending machine dispensary. Like you just want to join, you can get it out of the vending machine or eight. So I was going to the dispensary. And as I was getting out of my car, because I parked across the street, I saw that Brian Posehn and he had bought some clones and the clones were really big and he had the biggest smile I've ever seen anyone have. And he was just carrying them because they were like in a box and he was smiling and it was on Sunset Boulevard and he was just walking and I was like, hey, it's that guy. And look at those clones he just bought. Those are freaking awesome. And he was just so anytime I see him now, um, like he's, he's always like a side character on something. I always flash back to how blissful <laughs> this man was. <laughs> That's awesome. See? Even more in common with Brian. I'll make sure to tag Brian and uh, we'll see if we can get him on the show. I feel like you feel like he'd be a good fit. And she'll I be think like, so. who's who? Which one is which one is Stoner Jesus? She have to pick us out. You no, know he should do. He should come since he's in LA to the Bat Cave. That's right. And stream here. With me here in the back cave, you can challenge into a pool. Exactly. See, and Which a small see what the pool table, of course. The pool table. I got the pool table. I got the medicine. I got the cute atmosphere. And here's the thing: I do not. It is very exclusive. Who gets invited into the back cave? So, right. Right. Brian Posehn, this is your opportunity. Speaking of the pool table, segueing into the pool table. I know people at home are like, hey, what the fuck, man? What about the pool table? We see it sitting right there. What's going on? Well, here's what's going oh, on. First of all, oh. I did um, I did a poll. I don't know. If you, I'm pretty sure you saw this poll, uh, Shelly. And the, the result's not surprising as far as the best position for the pool table. Let me go through these 18 different steps on StreamYard that I need to bring up this picture of the pole what's the best position for banging on a pool table not surprisingly doggy style one with 63 percent missionary 20 percent cowgirl reverse cowgirl 10 percent other i don't think anybody left any comments as far as other win 
That's almost 7%. You can let your imagination run wild as far as that goes. Um, what are your thoughts on the poll, Shelly? Very accurate. Very accurate. Especially because we talked about not messing up the felt. So when you're right. doggy, it, it's very useful in many different ways. But I will say that missionary, me on bottom, missionary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that works really well too, especially when I have my booty here, because then it's like I'm right here. And so you have the access right there. It's all it's so it works really well. It works, it works just as well, maybe not more as far as efficiency goes and like keeping kit care of the pool table. But the doggy. You just get in there more. So there you go. It's a direct quote. You get in there more. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Um, uh, one of my longtime followers and friends on X, formerly known as Twitter, better on my show before, Kinky Katie Radio on X. Uh, she's, you know, as the name suggests, she's done porn, she's done radio. She said, uh, the felt is brutal on the skin of your ass and knees, so keep that tidbit in mind. Well, that's why the doggy really works, because it's a stand-up one, you see. That's right. It's a stand-up. So the knees are good. The elbows are fine because I'm on the forearms. It's Less fine. chance of felt burn, you Less say. chance of felt burn, yeah. There you go. See, this is the kind of hard-hitting journalism we're going to be doing going forward. (laughs) Stuff like this. So look out for more polls, of course. Because only only now you have to be a verified account on X now to do polls. So that's what I'll be using it for. And there you go. There's the first one. (laughs) I had no idea. I had no idea you had to be. Oh, wow. And here's the thing. For all my little haters out there, hola. Um, you can go ahead and talk all the shit you would like about me being on here and talking about my pool shenanigans. I've been in a very serious, committed relationship for seven and a half years. Thank you very much. So if you want to judge me, go ahead. I think it's fantastic that after seven and a half, almost eight, you know, it's past seven and a half now, almost eight years now that I could be with the same person and we could still find innovative ways to enjoy each other and keep the spark going so there you have it. <laughs> it's, you know, two people banging on a pool table in a committed relationship. It's not that far. It's not what we consider. I would consider friends in any way, shape or form as far as um, sexual proclivities, let us say. Here's the thing. If I came on here, Stoner Jesus, and I was this girl who like. I was really kind of just not Shelly, okay? Not the boobs, not the crazy psychoness, the vampire girl, like all that, okay? Take all that away. And if I was like just some proper lady and talking about it, people would be like, wow, that's really cool that she finds ways to make her and her partner she's been with for a long time that's not that's awesome but because i come on here with the booze and the taco hat and i'm crazy and i'm a vampire people all of a sudden they're like 
oh, did you hear Shelly Martinez? Why is she saying all that? Oh, God, why is she saying the? Oh, see, Shelly, she's such a slut. Oh, my God. And it's like, dude, relax. <laughs> Have several seats. Eat some tacos and enjoy your life. Like, and if you can't, that's fine. And some people could say, like, who cares? And I really don't. But energy is energy. So I feel when I throw those little disclaimers out there, it's not that I feel that, oh, I don't want you to think this is me. It's, bitch, okay, look, this is the deal. Take it for what it is. And having that kind of energy and throwing it out there counteracts the negative, in my opinion. And so then my life is better. Uh, I, on the other hand, I welcome hate mail. Standard Jesus 420. <laughs> Speaking as someone who's gotten a large percentage of my viewing audience over the years from people who dislike me and the things I say and the way that I say them, uh, I'm happy to take your hate mail. I'm happy to read it on the air. I mean, if you just want to like, I'll devote a whole fucking segment to just you telling me how much I suck and how much I've ruined your life how stupid my face is, whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm here for it. As the kids say, I'm here for it. Thank you. So am I. I think it's hilarious, right? I'm here for it. But whenever I throw out things, that's why like I've, as you know, you've been one of my instigators. I try to pick fights with these people online. Like, and not pick fights. Cause I'm trying to be a bitch. It's like, they're over there like running their mouth. So it's like, okay, let's go. And it's like, nothing or they send their fake accounts or whatever after me it's like i think it's funny like let's 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 hear what you got to say that's right another cool thing about being verified on x is my comments when i'm talking shit to people they come up first like all the verified comments come up first before anyone else so they're going to see that shit they're going to know what i have to say about it so yeah, there. Right. Take that, people. And look, if you want to, if you're watching this and you just hate me and you know who you are with your fake email, so you can stay anonymous. Renee Dupree. Write to Stoner Jesus why you hate me, why you think I'm a bitch, why you put me in the whole bag, like whatever. Like you can still do it anonymously and we will be on here and we will talk about it and then you'll get your kick and then you can see what I think about it. And see, I've tagged all these people. Like uh, Maria, I tagged her a bunch. Doug Benson, I tagged just all of them. Renee Dupree, I tagged several times. Renee I would think Renee Dupree out of all of them would have said something. Like, because at least Hernandez, that's all like low pro crap talk like that's like but renee dupree is putting it out there yeah like for the public whereas like all my situations with um hernandez were like you know backstage or behind the scenes so that's i get that i get mm -hmm. i get that but it's so interesting to me it's kind of like how like gangrel would I don't know if fans would bring me up to him probably because i'm a vampire and they it makes sense you know mm -hmm. so when Gangrel was talking crap, it was like he was putting it out there. He could have just been like, oh, you know, I don't know her. But he put it out there to be like, and I don't like her or whatever. <laughs> so then when I come back and I'm like, and let's go, it's like crickets. So it's like I don't go after people who 
are just minding their business. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to like troll or like just be a bitch, you know, whatever. That's why like I left Maria alone because it's been a long time since anything's got back to me that she said anything more recent. So that's why I'm like, okay, you know, you know, she has kids. Sometimes that can change you motherhood. Who knows? I don't know these people. And that's the other reason why I think it's hilarious when some of them get worked up because it's like, dude, I don't even know you. You don't know me, but you're talking crap. So go on your fake account, people. You can totally, we won't know who you are. You don't have to say the situation. She's like, I hate Shelly. She's a bitch. Please. And if anybody out there knows a way to contact uh, Sebastian Bach, let him know he's free to come on the show. <laughs> yes. and we'll talk about We'll talk about Warrant or whatever fucking band he was in. And uh, we have a great time. I'm sure he's very here's a, Here's what's funny. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say this on record right now. So anyone that's watching and then our subscribers that rewatch this or future subscribers, thank you for your support. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been fat Shelly for quite a few years and it sucks. We've talked about it on our show before. Fat Shelly's disappearing. I'm working my ass off over here. Cutting back on the drinks, which I hate. It, the whole nine yards. Once I'm skinny Shelly again, which, bitch, she's right around the corner. You know who I'm talking to. Okay, so I'm right around the corner from skinny Shelly. Once skinny Shelly's back, watch how many of these mother effers change their tune, and all of a sudden they want to be on our show. And then that's when I go and do a sexy shoot, tag Sebastian Bach, and ask him if he'll be on this podcast. Let's talk it out. And then that's when people respond because and then some people could be like oh how can you see it? it's just fat watch i'm calling it right now if i'm wrong i'll admit i'm wrong but once i'm not fat shelly anymore these people are all going to take me more serious it makes me want to throw up because they weren't there for fat shelly so if you weren't there for fat shelly skinny shelly's not there for you that's right and i have no fear if you were having fear about it Fat Stoner Jesus is here to stay. <laughs> Stoner Jesus is alive and well. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. Oh, God, I just peed myself. That's hilarious. One. Two, it's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about next. <laughs> Which is your in-depth investigation into the P files. Something we talked about. Maybe I don't think it was last episode, but maybe two episodes ago. Yeah. Basically, about people. I, I mean, they don't have to be in a relationship, I guess, but people in a relationship and such peeing on each other. And what was behind that? I don't know if you've had time, Shelly, to do more investigating in that area. I haven't, but I have. I story for the P viewers. Um, so bottom line for everyone that doesn't know what the hell we're talking about over here, like Stoner Jesus had mentioned, people who like to pee on each other because I had a story about somebody that I know and the person I know is the, fe the female in this couple. Now she was with this guy really into him and she was taking a shower and he was kind of like 
getting ready and she could see him. And it popped in her head to have him pee on her. And this isn't something that she like does. It just like popped in her head. And so she was like, opened the thing, hot chick, opened the uh, shower door and was like, don't you just want to pee on me? And then he was like, yeah. And so he whipped it out and then peed on her. So my question was, what is that? And I said, so why did you want him to pee on you? And her reply was, I don't know. There was just something that was like, I want him to pee on me. And it wasn't something throughout their relationship, even though it wasn't too long, that was a continual thing. It like just happened, I think maybe just that one time, actually. Never, they, I, I said, you guys talk about it? She said, no. I said, so he, you weren't ever like, hey, how about you peed on me? Or he, he wasn't like, hey, I peed on you. And she's like, no, we never talked about it. And she hasn't been with this dude for so many years, like so many years, over 10 for sure. And she was like, it's so weird because it pops in my head sometimes out of nowhere. And I just question myself, like, why did I do that? And so I brought it up on our show thinking that maybe Stoner Jesus would have a um, opinion on the situation and we just couldn't figure it out. So I need to do further investigating. Um, my life's been a little crazy, so I kind of forgot. But now the, the P files is on my mind. But also reporting from the P files is going back to Fat Shelly and Skinny Shelly. Now, I'm not going to say the company on here, but it'll be obvious when these photos come out who I'm talking about. But there's a company that I've been with for a really long time. I modeled for them when I was younger in my career modeling and then continued to push their product because it's a good product. So they have a couple different accounts. They got their main account and then they have an account that's catered towards um, their female brand. So the female brand one still follows me. The main brand doesn't. And it hurt my Dean feelings. I was like, why did they, they, whoever runs this thought about it and they unfollowed me. And anytime I'd write to that account, they would always blow me off. And it sucks because like I met them when I was like 18 years old, 19 years old, somewhere around there. So it's like, you guys have been in my life for a long time. Like, why are you doing me like this? So anyways, since I was feeling pretty good because I lost some LBs, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a post for them. And so I was feeling all good. And so I sat over there and I said, I'm going to do a photo so hot that I'm going to make sure that it gets the attention of their damn main account. And that's my big flip off to them. So I got to capture a really hot photo because I know what they look for. They love the slutty, sexy kind of girl. So like, so that's like they love cannabis too, so it worked. So I sat in that chair right there, right there. And as you can see, there's no cushion on it. There was a cushion on it. And I sat there and I had my bong. And so it's really hard. Guys, modeling is really hard, okay? Because when you're doing cannabis smoking in your thing, it is so hard. Because I put my thing, I shoot myself. So I have it on the timer. So I set up the shot. 
And then I'm like looking and making sure. And then I go over and I push it and I run back hoping that it doesn't defocus. And then I got to smoke it. And then at the right time, blow it out the right. I can't tell you how many times I have a <laughs> face. It's always ugly, ugly face. It's really hard. So I was feeling it, Stoner Jesus. I was so medicated because I had to keep doing it over and over. I was feeling it. I was feeling sexy and sensual. And I went to take the shot. And when I took the shot, it was the exact vibe that I was looking for. But after I took that big old hit, I coughed so hard that I peed myself so bad that it just wouldn't stop coming out. And then Metal Jesus comes in and he's like, are you okay? And I'm shaking my head, yes. He's smoking. And then as soon as I have a breath from my coughing, I grab the bong again, because that's what stoners do. The second <laughs> you recover, you go right back to it. And then I start coughing up a lung again. I can't stop peeing. So I just sit there and let the cushion soak it all up because I was shooting for my secret society prior to that. There it is. My outfit was, I was in a G string, so there was no hold on it. And I, I thought it was funny because here on the show, I've been known to pee myself and I thought it'd be funny to take the picture because I couldn't believe how much pee there, there was there. <laughs> So dee, 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 dee. that's the P yeah. files this week, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned because you never know what will happen next. If you're, into P you. if you're into P content, we have you covered. I mean, I don't know who's doing more P content per capita, if you will, than we are. Accidental too, not purposely. It's it's like right. people make content like that. But they're filming it with the intent of, I'm going to pretend I peed myself. Like, it's a fetish. Like, I know a girl. She's like, oh, I always, like, fake it because I don't want to, like, I feel self-conscious to really, like, pee myself. She's like, so I just fake it. So, like, there's people out there making contact with fake pee. And if they really are peeing, it's on purpose. They're drinking a bunch of water so they know they're going to shoot. This is all legit. That's right. No fake pee here that's our pledge to you if i ever piss myself on this show which i haven't yet you know knock on wood because i'm getting old i mean one day i'll be fucking wearing <laughs> on here <clears throat> but if i do it'd be real pee i think the next poll we do i'm, I'm gonna do is gonna have it's gonna be pee related most definitely whether you like to pee on your partner things of that nature maybe generate some comments maybe get some reasons why probably something from like caveman days and like dudes mark their territory if they wanted a woman they like they pissed on her and hit her on the head and then they drug her back to the cave and they were married or whatever dude that's a good point because i remember when i got together with metal jesus when we first got together i hadn't been with anyone for years and so we went crazy and the hooking up department. Like it was nonstop <laughs> and it was great. So I remember when I was falling hard for him, 
we were just kind of laying in bed. And like all of a sudden, I just was going like this to me. And I'm like, what is he doing? He was putting his sweat on me. He was marking his effing territory. And the worst part is, it turned me on. I was like, oh. There you go. <laughs> you don't do that to a stage five clinger unless you're intending to keep her. <laughs> See, it's a very primal thing. We're all animals after all when it comes down to it. I mean, we we speak and we reason and we, you know, kill each other for sadistic pleasure, which, you know, most animals don't. But deep down we are. We have the same base, you know, primal instincts or whatnot. Totally. There you go. See? That's what I'm here for. <laughs> okay. So, got the pee out of the way. All that stuff. Which leaves us. We still have about 20 or so minutes left of the free show so we can start because there's two there's 250 of these never have i ever there's no way we're going through 250 of them but and yes before you ask yes this is an excuse to smoke copious amounts of cannabis but it's also a chance to generate a lot of stories especially on shelly's end because i'm sure a lot of these never have i ever's will have a story attached to them if you know anything about me and shelly my life has been much less interesting nonetheless We'll see how we do. This is from Parade. There's many of these online. I mean, you can go get a bunch of them. I just thought that like the first, I looked at the first 20 or so, and I was like, well, that could be pretty good. So here we are. Never have I ever. If you don't know how never have I ever works, someone says never have I ever done something. And if you have done that thing, you would drink or smoke, as the case may be. Since it's myself and Shelly, we're going to treat a uh, parade here as a third person that's doing the never have I ever. And if we have done that, we will have to smoke. If we have not done that, we will not smoke. It's pretty simple. You people are smart. You get it. You get it. You get it. So here we go. The very first one. Um, never have I ever faked sick from work. Uh, I've definitely done that. Probably... A lot more than I should have. So you take a hit every time you have done it. Correct. Okay. Man. I think I've shared this story before, but why not share it again, especially for Twitter people? Um, I used to work um, shortly before WWE started giving me a look-see. Um, I was working at Spearmint Rhino, which is a gentleman's club. And I was the waitress bartender there. <clears throat> and um, I just, you know, was kind of over it one day. And I was like, I just don't want to go to work today. You know, I'm just, I need a break. So I knew that being a girl, most girls aren't comfortable talking about bathroom situations. So I called my boss and I was like, hey, I have really bad diarrhea. Like I can't come in, da, da, da. And he was like, oh, we really, I was like, oh man, I can't, like, I have really bad diarrhea. And he goes, I'm going to call you back. And I said, okay. I was like, okay, I'm planning to stay at home. And then he goes, okay, why don't you come and come to work? Cause I went to the store and I got you some medicine. So when you get here, um, I'll be able to give it to you and then you'll be fine. And so damn it, if I didn't go into work, it didn't like, cause I've used this excuse before, but then I went in there and he had some like anti-diarrhea pills. He's like, here you go have a good shift. And I was just like, damn it. But it had worked so 
three or four times at different jobs before. And people were always like, oh God, because they didn't want to hear a girl talk about like having diarrhea. And I would do it, oh, you know, I, I like, and he was just like, okay, well, you got the medicine. So it failed me that time. And that's when I stopped using that excuse. There you go. Uh, I don't have a, uh, a faking sick from work story. I do have a spearmint rhino story, which I know I've told on the show before, but I think it was like two years ago. <clears throat> I actually have the, the recording on my SoundCloud as well. Uh, 2008, I guess it was. We used to do shows on Blog Talk Radio. And with Blog Talk Radio, you can call places. So I called the Spearmint Rhino in Las Vegas. And the bit was, and I've done this bit for a long time, this prank call, is that I am uh, going to go undergo a sex change operation. And I need to know how big my tits need to be so that I can work there at the Spearmint Rhino. <clears throat> and the chick that came on the phone was fucking amazing. She was great uh i said it's on the the soundcloud it's like four minutes and uh the audio sucks because it's blog talk radio but the chick was great and uh, i always wanted to like follow up with her but i never did so and it's been 14 years so i'm sure she doesn't work there anymore but in any case i wanted to let her know that uh i got my tits and i'm making mad dollar bills uh stripping all over the country <laughs> dude we should do that sometime we should call Prank call people. I have um, I, basically an October Halloween tradition for the Standard Jesus show is that I will call, um, and they're all fucking Spirit Halloween now. There's very few Halloween shops anymore that aren't Spirit Halloween. So I end up calling a lot of Spirit Halloweens. And I will call them, and the premise there is I will ask for the most offensive Halloween costumes I can think of. You know, Hitler, uh, one year one lady got pissed off at me about Caitlyn Jenner. Because I asked for something along the lines of, do I, is there something I can buy to like tuck my junk or do I say I tuck it on my own? And I don't think she would like that. One year I asked the chick about Hitler, she was like all for it, man. She was telling me all kinds of shit. She was telling me about the Charlie Chaplin mustache I get for my Hitler costume. And just, you know, so I do about five or six of those, you know, I'll go through the, the Google, find a Halloween shop, tell them, you know, I got this Halloween party. I got to go to, I have a last minute costume ideas I need help with. You know, my girlfriend is going to, my ex-girlfriend is going to be there. And I got to like show this bitch what she's missing. Cause like she cheated on me with the plumber or whatever. And it's a whole fucking thing. Those are up on my YouTube as well. A lot of those calls. So go enjoy those. <laughs> Just uh, number two, never have I ever gone skinny dipping. Uh, I have not. I do not, I never have, nor I never will have the body, I think, necessary to have the confidence level to go skinny dipping. And I, I would have bet good money that Shelly has because Shelly is the opposite. Oh, yeah. I used to feel <laughs> really good about myself. I felt not like in a, oh, I'm so good. But, you know, as I've talked about on the show before, <clears throat> there was a time where, um, this is pre-wrestling, so it had nothing to do with wrestling. It just has to do with me. Um, I was like 105 pounds at one point, and I thought I was fat. So I have issues. So I worked really hard with myself, mind, body, and soul. And when I went back to the independent scene, when I was in my 30s, my early 30s to mid-30s, um, I finally felt like I didn't look fat. I felt like I looked great. Um when I was in my 20s, 
I embraced my look, but there was definitely times where I was not fat at all. And I thought it was. So <clears throat> there's that. Maybe that was because I was on television and there's that whole thing. You're just a little bit more aware. So in my 20s and in my 30s, I absolutely have gone skinny dippy because I did feel good about my body. And you're absolutely right. There's some people that feel good in their body and they don't have to be their self at a 10. And that's awesome. I'm just one of those people that I need to be at a 10 to feel that good to go skinny dippy. That's for sure. Yeah. I've, uh, I don't remember approaching 10 in my life as far as, <laughs> um, I did forget. I was going to take a shot when we started the game, but I, Hello. <laughs> so now I am. So my, uh, family guy shot glass. Oh, there it is with vampire vodka. Right. I can't remember the last time I drank, but here's Woo! I wish I had one to take with you. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot after um, a long time not drinking. That's for sure. Number three. Never have I ever cheated on a partner. Uh, I have done that. So I was my I will say this, and I'm not saying, hey, you should cheat. It's a cool thing to do. But if I didn't, if I hadn't cheated, my daughter wouldn't exist. So there's a silver lining in everything. And if I had to do it over again, because of that fact, I would. That's not here's an endorsement, kids. That, that's what it is. It's like you're not over here saying, like, oh, right. I cheated. I don't care. Like, you learn. That's the thing, is that's why I don't have patience. For cheaters because sadly we all cheat for different reasons usually it's out of fear because you don't want to address what's really bothering you or you're what like like if you're not your needs aren't getting met and you're not bringing them up because you don't feel comfortable or fear fearful of it so it's a very fear-based I feel so and I know certainly for me when I've done it you know, it's all with my issues that I had. So the last time that I cheated, I was a complete douchebag, complete and utter douchebag about it. Okay. So long story short as I can make it working at the spearmint right now. <laughs> and there was a contest night because it was around Halloween and they had the girls do like a special little thing like if they wanted to and it was a contest to where you get to win like it was like a thousand dollars it was like a good amount of money you know if you won this contest so man these girls went all out like it was so cute like i remember you remember that song um my milkshake is better than yours and that like that song well one girl did that and she like came out and she was like dressed like a candy and she was holding milkshakes. And then she went, when that part came on, she poured them on herself. It was so cool. And then this other girl came out to that song, little red riding hood, that old school song. Mm -hmm. She came yeah. out in the sexy little red riding hood. And she had two dudes with that, her that were dressed up as um the big bad wolf. And then she was just like walking out. It was so cool. It was so theatrical. These girls were killing it. So 
a couple of the managers at the Rhino, they were very heavily tattooed. So they'd go to the same tattoo parlor and they invited one of the dudes that worked there to come be a guest uh, judge over at the, at the show. So this dude pops up that I've never seen there before because the way the Rhino was that I worked at, not only was it a gentleman's bar, but some dudes treated it just like a bar because that was the only bar in that little area. So a lot of dudes, it was fun. You knew who those guys were because they never cared about the girl. I mean, hello, they liked looking at the girls. I'm not saying that they didn't, but they were the ones that weren't buying dances. They weren't up there tipping, but a lot of the ones that were cool, you would see that the girls would like go invent too, and like, Oh, you know, having a bad night and they'd buy the girls a drink or whatever. Like they were just nice guys, you know, about it and respectful. So I was like, he's not one of our regulars. Who's this dude? And I remember I went up to him. I was like, well, aren't you handsome? And he was like, Oh, and so we started talking, whatever. And then I was kind of like, Hmm. I know I'm real jealous, so I don't know how I feel about some dude that's going to be, like, judging a stripper contest. So maybe I shouldn't go for this dude. So while we're talking more, he was like, oh, I'm so it's so crazy to be here because your manager gets tattooed at my shop. I've never been here before. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. So we keep talking, whatever. Now, meanwhile, this is a, a double cheat. So at that time, I was living at my grandma's house. And there was this wrestler that I was dating at the time. I was so over him. And this is fear. I felt bad to hurt his feelings to kick him out because if we broke up, I didn't know where he was going to go live. So instead, I cheated on him. And so I started cheating on him with this dude that I saw met at my work. And then when I saw that was going somewhere, I broke things off with the other guy. And I remember talking to one of the girls at my work. She goes, this is what you're going to do. Go home break up with him and then come back here because he's going to make you feel bad. And I was like, all right. So I broke with them, up with them, went back to work and sat there and just like hung out until he left. And so I started dating this guy. Two months later, we're in Vegas getting married. Elvis walking me down the aisle. Nobody was there. And then when I saw him at the end of the, like when I was walking me down the aisle, I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong to marry him. It was the bad, the worst thing I could do for myself. But Stoner Jesus, I looked at him and I felt bad and I thought, I don't want to hurt his feelings. So I'll marry the dude. So I married him. A couple months later, I get signed to WWE and I know that I'm going to go live in Louisville. So the plan was, I was going to go to Louisville, get all the roots down there. And then he was going to start looking for a job at a tattoo parlor out there, you know, because tattoo parlor job. Okay, whatever. So I remember the when we drove out there, because we drove from California to Louisville, I knew some of the wrestlers there already, specifically like Molina. And so we, I got invited out. We all went out. And at this time, I wasn't a drinker. And so he was. And so we were all out, we were drinking and there was this wrestler dude. And then I remember my husband was like, I don't like that ponytail guy. He kept calling a ponytail, a ponytail. And I was like, why? So then he ends up leaving, going back to California. Who ends up always hanging out with Shelly? Freaking ponytail. 
Who all of a sudden is Shelly sleeping with? Freaking ponytail. And the worst part is, even though Sebastian Bach, you had mentioned warrants. <laughs> he didn't seem for warrant, but I had cherry pie as my ringer for my husband. So I would be with ponytail hooking up with him. And then she's my cherry pie. Total douche. I wouldn't answer. I wouldn't answer. And so how I got busted was I'd always tell him I was at training or at the gym. Like I just couldn't get to my phone. Not realizing he was seeing that not the texts that were going out, but that I made text messages to certain number back and forth. And so here I am just texting away to ponytail. And so he knew he knew. And so long story, even longer, I ended up getting married. So all of that happened, like I married the dude after knowing from two months, we were only together for six months. Then I got, you know, this whole thing happened. So if I didn't marry the guy, we could have broken up like normal people. Hey, I moved here, whatever. Sorry. What's not going to work out. But no, I, I felt sorry for the dude. So I had to marry him. Oh my God. So Long story short as I can make it, we ended up being married for 12 years. And it's so funny because there was a time where he texted me. We were like just estranged from each other. And he was like, some girl here, Leah, knows you. I'm like, Leah, who the F is Leah? And so then fast forward, I'm at a show and this girl comes up to me and we're talking. And she was like, yeah, you were like with some guy and he was like, when my band was touring, he was there as like the merch guy. And all he did was like cry, like about this wife he had that went off to be his wrestler. You know who that person was? It was Lita. So he, when Lita was with the Luchagors and she was like, like doing tours with her Luchagors, mm -hmm. somehow my husband <laughs> was like a merch guy traveling. And she said that he would use that story as like his sad story of like, poor me. So then like that turned the whole, she would have to be famous and this and that. And then there was one time we hooked up and then it didn't work out. So how I corrected it was I realized after I screwed over that guy, the dudes I dated after I deserved all of that. Like I deserved to be cheated on. I deserve to be lied to because I did that to somebody and I believe in karma. And so my karma, when it was even, I wrote to that guy and I was like, look, I, I told him everything. And he was like appreciative about it. Cause I felt that was the only way I could like, my name is Earl. I had to cross him off my list. I had to. <laughs> and yeah, we were married for 12 years, but if I didn't F up like that, um, I probably would have married this other dude and I wouldn't have the life I have now. Like we probably, I probably would have tried to make it work with him more. And it just, ugh, what if we had kids together? Ugh. So yeah, but that was one of my big douchebag moments. I double cheated, lied and was deceitful. Was Ponytail Guy, was he or was he not, Shawn Michaels? <laughs> you got me now. You figured me out. That's right. The legendary Shawn Michaels. Here's the thing. 
about Shawn Michaels. If you don't know now, you know, or if you don't know, you don't know. So we're not going to fill you in on this. So we've got a game to play. But the thing is, is I remember years ago, um, Sunny, I was at a show with her and um, I was talking about it, about Shawn Michaels being a jerk to me. And then she was like, well, I don't know what his problem was because Vince used to let us use his his uh, office. So da, 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 da. And so like, and I get it. He's supposed to be Christian. And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. I'm just saying like, that's what the word on the street is. He never said that to my face. So I don't know. But the, the vibe is he loves Jesus. But like, I don't know. I just, <clears throat> I don't know the guy, but I don't like the guy. And the guy, no, I would, I don't even find him attractive. So, no, <laughs> ponytail is not Shawn <laughs> Michaels for the record. That's a shame. That would have been a great story. <clears throat> Let me take another shot. Number four, never have I ever cheated on a test. Oh, come on. Now, I don't have a specific memory. Yeah. Of cheating on a test. I only got I only got like A's all the time in school. I probably had people cheat off of me, but I don't have a specific memory of actually cheating on a test, like getting answers from someone or writing anything on my hand or anything like that. I may have well, I, used wear, I used to wear those short skirts. So I did the old I would write them on my thigh and pull it up. I totally did that. Like that's not my, just in the movies. I did it. And that way. When the teachers caught you and they tried to pull your skirt up, you could scream like you're being molested. Like yeah. you're filling me up, dude. I don't have test answers on my thigh. Mm -hmm. So just in case I did, I won't take a uh, hit. I will take a shot now. Number five. Oh, man. Never have I ever marched in a protest. I have done that. We had a thing, uh, some medical marijuana thing. I forget what it was. We marched from, like, I live across the river from Cincinnati. So we started on the Kentucky side of, of the river, marched over to Cincinnati. People made speeches or whatnot. We marched back, and that was it. So, it, well, there was marching, and it was a protest, protesting marijuana laws in general, I guess. I remember having a big weed flag that we carried. So... Nice. Hell yeah, man. Down with well, the establishment, bro. <laughs> mine wasn't quite as meaningful. I was a broke-ass bitch. I answered an ad. I thought Danielle and I were going to pass out flyers. No, we're paid protesters. So it is a thing. I'm here to tell you guys. I've been... It was all conspiracy. No, they paid me. And so <clears throat> it was against the Better Business Bureau which by the way, I love because they tell me who's shady and who's not. So what <laughs> a chance to this day, it was such a traumatic situation to this day. Danielle and I jokingly quote it. BBB is not for me. BBB is not for me. And they had us go walk down to city hall and chant it while we're walking in circles. They gave us the signs and, I had a breakdown. I said, oh, my God, I performed at WrestleMania, and this is what I'm doing now. Like, 
I cannot believe. And downtown LA is a piece of garbage. So like it depresses you just being there. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I just had this freak out moment. And then um, they did eventually give us flyers after we did our protest to pass out. And when I was passing them out, this homeless chick came up to me and Danielle. She was like, Oh, you know, do you have anything to spare? I was like, no, sorry. She's like, okay, have fun at your party. I said, my party? And I like went off on her because I just had that moment of like, what's going on with my life? And then we had to come back and give them a coin to prove that like we passed out these papers to get paid. And then they shorted us $75 on top of it. So, wow. Baby. Oh, and the worst part is the reason why I got triggered with the wrestling thing is one of the, they had, the papers that were passing out were like talking about the Better Business Bureau being shady and WWE. I forget what the the specifics were, but they were one of the companies that were on there that like somehow there was. I can't remember what the shady. I wish I saved it, but that's why I was like, oh my god, I can't escape wrestling. Look, WWE's on here. I used to be into the wrestling. I did WrestleMania, and now this is what I'm doing. Oh boy, it was a rough day. It's very weird. Why? Who would pay money? to protest the Better Business Bureau. But is it like a competitor of the Better Business Bureau? I got to think that they are they have to make money somehow on that protest. And what they expected yeah. to accomplish if they were going to shut down the Better Business Bureau. And I guess they would call these other people and be like, you have to be, you know, the okay establishment committee or whatever and tell us what businesses are good. I don't know. I mean, they were filming us and then, and it wasn't supposed to be like, Oh, we're actors or whatever. It was supposed to be, we're real people. And then on top of it, the people that were in charge were dressed in all black, had black beanies on. It was weird. It was one of the weirdest things. And that's why like when people talk about like fake protests or this and that, you know, I don't brush it off because even though it was a small thing, like the better business bureau, like, I did it. It sucked, but I did it. Shorted us 75 bucks, dude. That is a bitch. Hey, guess what? Freeloaders, the ride has come to an end. I'm sorry. It's an hour. It's what you get for free. You want more? It's very simple. Right there. Patreon.com slash ShellySJSmokeout.com. Links to all the free audio podcasts, which we have not mentioned tonight. All the audio podcasts are free. Go listen to them on many, many platforms, pretty much every platform imaginable, except for Apple Podcasts, because fuck them. They don't like us. They won't send me the stupid code that I need to get it on there. So fuck it. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, all that good shit. Tune in, Alexa. You can have a fucking Alexa, a little spy thing that you have in your house that the government listens to you. <laughs> you tell Alexa, I want to listen to Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ, and there we are. All that's free. The video stuff, well, you got to pay for that. It's only five bucks a month. Plus, you get to be on the show if you want to join us. You could have played Never Have I Ever with us tonight if you're a subscriber. So, you're watching on Twitter. I thank you. You're awesome. Please retweet, like, all that shit. But uh, if you want more, go subscribe. You don't know what's going to happen now in the bonus content. Anything can happen. I may take my top off. I'm not promising that. I will say, if you want to pay me money not to take my top off, I'm open to that as well. So thank you. So we're going to turn off the Twitters here. We go, uh, let's see, remove. Yes. 
do not delete on Twitter. We're going to leave it up on Twitter for a day, roughly. Go take it off of my Twitter, X, whatever. You all know what I'm it's talking about. Twitter. Twitter. There we go. So now we're recording and we're not live. So it's officially bonus content. Anything can happen. We'll see. Um, the next one, I can't imagine anyone who's never done this. <laughs> never have I ever overdrafted my bank account. If I had a nickel for every time I've overdrafted my bank account, I would never overdraft my bank account. Exactly. Exactly. We don't need to talk about that. You guys all know. Indeed. Never have I ever eaten someone else's lunch from the office fridge. I've never done that. I, I don't. I don't mean worked in many offices, but I've been worked in places where there was a fridge with food in it, and it would never cross my mind to take someone's food and eat it. Does it count when you're an Uber driver and you eat someone's fries? <laughs> Probably. That's an office. Uh, all right, there you go. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. I think it sucks and it bothers me to this day. Like how my friend, how she randomly thinks about the pee thing. I randomly think about the fry thing. And then the thing is, is you know how sometimes like, let's say you go to a drive through and you get fries and like, you think you're just getting a couple here and there. And by the time you get home, you're like, damn, I ate almost all my fries. I think I almost ate all their fries. And here's the thing. I, this does not make it right. I figure out a way to make it right with my karma. But I was really hungry. I was really broke. So I thought, what's a couple fries? Well, just a couple more, just a couple more. And I remember when I looked in my rear mirror when she opened up the bag, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> so dude, it was enough to be noticeable. So like, I, I gotta figure out I gotta figure out a way to fix that, dude. It bothers me. And what can you do short of finding out who she is and like sending her fries? Just get I, wish I, knew. I wish I knew. Like I wish I thought, you know what, one day I'm gonna give her like whatever. And like I wish I thought of it. I don't know. Like I So if you've ever been short on fries in Southern California. <laughs> Contact us. You may be who we're looking for. You're just looking Maybe at I like send this to the news, and then the news can put it on. Like this girl was the Uber girl, and she ate fries. And then they'll show us talking, and then maybe that lady like that was me. And then I can send her like not just fries, but other things too. Because I'm I apologize. But she had a little girl with her. What if that was the little girl's fries? Oh my god. I, the 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 fry. I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, I know, I know. The hey, my fries. Mommy was like, that bitch ate them. <laughs> the, remember the lady that brought them? She fucking ate them. I did. Now they're gone. And then I thought if they complained, I was gonna say that they fell and I didn't want to put them back. Like that but little girl's fucking fiber. She had all the fries she needs. God. Children's thinking too much salt. <laughs> Damn it. And then the thing is, is because Danielle and 
metal Jesus know this about me and how it bothers me, you know they give me a hard time about it. And I'm just like, no! The fry stealer. Sometimes when it's quiet, Danielle pretends to be that little girl. <laughs> they never fry. <laughs> Mommy, why don't I have any fries? <laughs> the mom! <laughs> <laughs> I suck. I suck. I suck. I suck. That's horrible. So, moving on. <laughs> uh, number eight. Never have I ever played strip poker. Again, that's similar to my answer for skinny dipping. Um, you have had a certain level of confidence or inebriation. I would add that. But I've yeah. never reached either of those levels to play strip poker long story short i used to run around with celebrities what can i say that's what happens played strip poker with gary Busey. <laughs> i wish gary <laughs> come to the back cave <laughs> i'm taken but as long as you're a good boy that's right I wonder if we ever got that thing sorted out. Remember, someone accused him of groping them. At I haven't heard much about it. I'm, I'm assuming that he did. Um, I, I don't know. He may be in prison. I have no idea. <laughs> my, I don't have a, my Gary Busey news is lacking. I'm now realizing. Number nine is a silly one, of course, but it's on the list. Never have I ever smoked a joint. Although you never know if there's a viewer watching this bonus content that feels that way. That's right. As you're playing at home, by all means. And not only that, if you are playing at home, leave a comment below. That'd be really cool because then uh, we get a little more interactive over here. And I'd like to hear what you have to say. Like, oh, I ended up taking X amount of hits and I couldn't do it anymore or whatever. Just comment below. That's what it's there for. Number 10. If I had a million dollars, I would bet a million dollars that Shelly has done this. Never have I ever peed in a pool. <laughs> am I right? I am right. I get it. I win a million dollars. Ding, 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 ding. I, again, I don't have a specific memory of ever peeing in a pool. But I'm sure I probably did at some point. So again, I'm going to go with the compromise, which is the shot. Do it. Do it. Whew. Number 11. Never have I ever tried hard drugs. Now, I've tried acid and ecstasy. Obviously, those count. I've snorted mescaline. That's really the extent of, I guess, my hard drug use. I had plenty of opportunities to, for instance, smoke crack. People I went to college with at ITT Tech, Technical Institute University. ITT Tech, shout out. They're now bankrupt. And uh, your, your degree doesn't mean shit anymore because they're not an accredited establishment. So it doesn't count if you try to use it. Damn it. <laughs> um, there was a lot of, um, well, one of the guys I went to school with, he sold weed. I bought a lot of weed from him. But he also smoked copious amounts of crack. He was always smoking crack. And a hundred times I could have smoked crack, but it never crossed my mind. I was like, hey, I want to smoke some crack. I once watched this dude 
freebase cocaine for like three hours while me and this other dude just sat there and smoked joints. I mean, he went through the whole fucking thing. He's like, he's putting it on the spoon. He's heating up the spoon. He's tying off his arm. He's shooting up. And then by the time he's done with that whole fucking process, he's doing it all over again. He's heating up the fucking spoon again. I mean, this other dude is sitting here smoking these big fat joints and just watching this guy and thinking, this is fucking nuts. So I, a couple months after I graduate, I go there to buy some weed. And one of my professors from ITT Tech is there with this guy smoking crack. So thankfully, I didn't become a crack smoker. Um, so I have that to hang my hat on. But ITT Tech, there is a reason that they're not... They're not, they're not around anymore, and if you ever got a degree from there, it doesn't count in any meaningful way. It was not a good educational opportunity. Damn it. It seemed like that <laughs> IT was the way to go back in the day. That was like the thing. That's I have an I associate's did. degree in electrical engineering from ITT Tech, for anybody who's wondering. So. There you go. Pat, yourself. ITT is nothing to be ashamed of, even though... They're ashamed of themselves, but it's fine. There's no need for you to carry that burden on you. Um, right. Heart drugs. I've done ecstasy. Um, I did cocaine. Like I said, I used to run around with Hollywood people. So you're you see? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what's funny is there is this rock star that I used okay. to go out with. And um, he was promoting some show that he was on. And so one night we went out. It was like me, him, and a bunch of people. And we we're going to these different spots that we had to make these appearances at. <clears throat> and one of them was at this place. Uh, it used to be called the Geisha House. And that was like the big deal in the early 2000s in L.A. Like the Geisha House. You could always go to the Geisha House. It's where everyone goes. And so being the pothead that I am, I was in the bathroom rolling a joint. And this actress girl came up to me and she was like, wow, that smells really good. I haven't smoked pot in a really long time. And I was like, yeah. And then she said, well, I'll trade you. And she had Coke. And so I was like, hmm. And so I took it. And then I went and got my friend. I was like, oh, my God, look at it. Like, I can't believe I did this. And then she was like, you want to do it? I was like, all right. So then we went into the bathroom and we went into a bathroom stall. And we did it. <clears throat> And then I told the rocker guy that I just had done it. And he was like, oh. And according to what the public knows, is he's Mr. Sober. He doesn't do drugs. So all of a sudden, it turned out to us all night long. That's what we did. And I remember he was like, are you sure you've never done this before? I was like, no. But I just was going hard. I had so much fun. And I know this sounds really sick. But back in the day, I used to tell one of my friends, if I ever decide to try it, that it would only be with him because I really trusted him, right? So I kept a little bit from that night. And my friend was in town one time. And then I saw my friend. And then I did it with them. I told him the story. I was like, I saved some of it because I told you if I ever do it again. Again, we had a blast. And that's when I cut it. I said, now I know why people get addicted. This isn't happening. I'm just going to stick with pot. And so that's what I did. And so, yeah. And then the ecstasy, 
I never tried until I had this boyfriend that I didn't know he was a drug dealer. Oops. And then I found out after we were already together that that's what he did behind my back. And so then I tried to be like cool with it. And so then I tried it because he kept telling me, it's just like pot. It's just like pot. He was like, you know, back in the day, they used to do it for um, psychology reasons and like, you know, studies and <clears throat> people with trauma. So he sold me on it, that bastard, that drug dealer, that drug dealer, he sold me on it. And so one time, I don't care if people think I'm crazy. I don't care. Go ahead. I swear to God, I called a demon out of me. It wasn't just the drugs. I swear to God. I swear to God. I called a demon out of me. And that's when I said, I'm never doing this again. And what sucks is one time I was having like a meltdown, separate like time, it had nothing to do with drugs. That douchebag, we were eating In-N-Out Burger. And at the time, that's when I ate meat. So I was not eating the grilled cheese, the good In-N-Out Burger. He wanted to chill me out because I was freaking out. He put an ecstasy pill in there. And I took a nice big bite of it. And then it tastes like pill. And I was like, you, you asshole. You're like my living boyfriend. I live with you. And you can't, you just, you just drugged me to chill me out. After I called that demon out. <laughs> I called the demon out. I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> Kids, if you're watching this, the point is don't do hard drugs. <laughs> when I snorted mescaline, it was the only time I ever snorted anything in my life. And for the next two hours, the inside of my nose burned like I had lit a match and just shoved it up my nostril. And I had this, this crippling anxiety that it was burning a hole from one nostril to the other and i didn't know what would happen at that point i feel like be a fucking black hole opening up and like i don't know what like, like i had to go to the fucking emergency room and explain them i burned a hole through my nose but thankfully after a couple hours it just it went away and i never it was the first time i snorted anything it was the last time and that was probably like 25 years ago what is that it's some kind of pill i forget what it was supposed to do it was like the thing at that point i remember i used to get like anti-anxiety medications I used to get like free samples and I would trade them to this dude for weed. So I just go to my doctor's office, pick up a bunch of big stack of free samples. I would go to this guy's house and give them all to him because he would, they were like called Lincoln logs and he would just like crush them up and snort them and he would give me weed. But, um, that's the guy, <clears throat> that's the guy we got the mescaline from. And, uh, it's just, and I, I never shot up, you know, I can't, and I, I just, all that just shit that just creeps me out and I can't, you know. I can't do that. I will say the the one time I had uh, got good acid, that was awesome. But the one time I got bad acid, that fucking sucked. It's just, it was just basically just back pain and I couldn't go to sleep. And I had to do a job interview the next morning. So I went to do it on no sleep at a Frisch's in downtown Cincinnati. Some like fucking ITT related like <laughs> type of thing. And it didn't go well. I did not get the job. Why? Why did you do it the night before you knew you were going for your little job there? No, this guy was like this guy. This guy we used to buy weed from. He's got uh, window pane acid. It's like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. It's been around for a while. You know, that's my fucking thought process. And I gotta call the Better Business Bureau and be like, look, is this fucking acid any good? <laughs> this guy is. Well, you shouldn't, because BBB is not for me. <laughs> time I had good acid. It, uh, a friend of mine got it. It was like liquid and they put it on saltine crackers and we just ate the crackers and it was fucking amazing. But, you know, I digress. The point is, kids, don't do 
hard drugs. We're telling you about a lot of great experiences, but there's drawbacks to doing hard drugs. So don't do that shit. Number 12, never have I ever fallen asleep in public. I have not done that. I can't. I The thought creeps me out. Like being asleep, vulnerable to like what the fuck ever is going to happen in public. I can't go to sleep sitting up in general. I have to be laying down. If I'm sitting up, I would have to be awake for days upon days before I would actually fall asleep. I have to be in a very horizontal position or I just can't sleep. Dude, tell me about it. Especially when I'm Shelly at a 10 and I'm at the airport and I have to sleep. The creeps that are just staring at me. The women who are scoffing at me because of my cleavage. I'm just trying to sleep. I don't want to sleep because I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want them to watch me. I want to be But God, I have to sleep. So there it is. Uh, It was a real thing. Like, I hated it. Like... I just did just try to do your best. So that's mainly why I fall asleep. And then there's times at the beach <clears throat> I fall asleep and I hate that too for the same reason. It's like, and not only that, people can just come and jack you if you're asleep, if they're real quiet about it and they're watching. So yeah, I've fallen asleep plenty of times in public for sure. <laughs> there you go. If you have a home, then smoke along. Number 13, never have I ever fallen asleep at work. Uh, I don't, I don't think I've ever done that. I mean, technically I work from home a lot of my life. So I've fallen asleep in the same building that I work from. But I don't think that's what they're talking about. <laughs> I think they're talking about like, you know, you're working the fucking assembly line and you fall asleep and some shit gets through. And all of a sudden, you know, there's some like, a, there's a razor blade and some kids candy. Because you fall asleep. <laughs> Dude, I this is another thing that pops up into my head a lot. Dude, I must have been like 18 years old. I was working at some place. I went through a temp agency. I had my own little cubicle. Long story short, yes, I fell, fell asleep many times in there. I It's all a blur. I don't know, dude. It was weird. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I was just in a weird place. (laughs) And then when I was in WWE, um, there was, when I first got my boobs done, I got my boobs done. And then a couple days later, I was like on the road. So um, what I would do during my downtime when I was recovering is I'd go under a table and I would tell Ashley, hey, if they're looking for me, come wake me up. And that was what I, that's how I survived recovering my boot job by being, while being on the road is sleeping under this table. So no one would see me asleep and just like, I put like my stuff in front of it. So you couldn't see me really. And I would just sleep away in there. So yeah, you, if you're going to do something like that, you got to have a lookout. Yeah, for sure. Never know what's going to befall you as it were. Uh, let's see. Never have I ever lied on my resume. Yeah, I'm, it's Come mostly on. lies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I put anywhere on my resume that my greatest accomplishment is being Stoner Jesus on the internet? I don't think Hey, so. don't forget about that ITT tech. That's right. <laughs> That's prominent. To this day. I'm like, look, 
I have a I don't care if it's fucking worthless or not. I have an associate's degree. I have a college degree. However worthless it may be. You don't um, let anyone ever make you feel bad about that ITT tech. <laughs> wait, a mascot, I would say, you know, go that mascot. Go blank. Whatever it is. Number 15. Never have I ever drunk dialed my ex. I have not done that. But I would imagine that Shelly has. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> Many times. Oh, yeah. Bill, refill the bowl for what's coming up because I've already told my acid stories. Uh, never have I ever dropped acid, number 16. So again, specific, already recycling kind of different genres of questions. You go with the hard drugs, and I guess you're going to get more specific about the different hard drugs. Really, yeah. I mean, it's like 250 questions. Somebody or some or a group of somebody's had to sit and think of this list. It probably took a long time. Oh yeah. Kudos to them. Unless Thanks they pilfered it from uh, you know, other lists on the internet. <laughs> Which is what I would have done before I am being honest. Which hey, I am energy to copy and paste, you know. Indeed. Uh number seventeen, never have I ever had a one night stand. How my life ago? I have. Number 18. Never have I ever read a partner's text messages. No, I've done that. So I told you, be like, <laughs> told you there would be a lot of smoking. <laughs> Here we are. So we're smoking along at home with us. You know, you're welcome. Because people say, why did you have to take 40 hits of weed? Well, I was playing a game on the internet with people, you know, from the Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ show. That's you why. Know. Exactly. Stop answering questions. Getting on my nerves. Never have I read a partner's emails. Again, uh, I'm psycho, long story short. I've actually never done that. I've Most people I've been with really don't do email. It's not their thing. Um, number 20. Never have I ever been hospitalized for something other than giving birth or being born. I definitely did that. When I was nine, I started running a really bad fever. I couldn't go to school because I was throwing up. My fear was like 102, 103 for days and days. I am spending eight days in the hospital. All they told me was, and my parents, was I had a viral infection. Um, I remember bits and pieces of it. The main thing I remember is they run out, ran out of places to put IVs, so they stuck an IV in the palm of my hand. Um, but yeah, I remember, I remember being eight days, and then my fever finally broke, and I was fine. I remember it was October of 1988, because the Oakland Athletics and the Los Angeles Dodgers were playing in the World Series. And on October 20th, 1988, I was in a bathtub and my mom and my dad's girlfriend were trying to get me to break a sweat to try to break my fever because it was running so high. And they already sent me home from the hospital. But I had to go back to the hospital. And that's when I spent the eight days 
in the hospital. So, uh, yeah, that's what that's I did in October of 1988. <laughs> so young, that's so scary. There's some rough shit. There you go. Number 21, never have I ever sang in public. I, I can't fucking imagine, man. I can't imagine doing that at all. I know you're going to say karaoke, but I don't do karaoke. I'm not going, I'm not going to skinny dip. I'm not going to play strip poker. I'm not going to sing in public. All for the same reason. I'm going to come down to it. Oh, I sing loud and proud in the car. <laughs> Never but have I ever played a musical instrument. What was that? Oh, I said, and in the house. Like, I'm sure my neighbors hear me all the time. They're like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> Never have I ever played a musical instrument. I have. Not well, but, you know, it's not the question. It's just playing one. Exactly. I know the piano a little bit, and I play a mean recorder. There was one time in my life I was going to be a guitar hero, dude. I was going to be a fucking rock star. But, uh, well, you see how that went. I'm no Sebastian Bach, that's for sure. Um, never have I ever gone snowboarding. I have not gone snowboarding. Snowboarding. I've not, no. not done snowboarding or skiing or any of the winter sports. Um, never have I ever traveled to a foreign country. I have not done that as well. Of course, we know Shelly has. Look it up. That's right. <laughs> if you're a subscriber, which you are if you're seeing this, go. There's detailed descriptions. I spend many, many, many hours. On the detailed descriptions of each episode, so you know, hey, that's the one where Shelly talked about this, or this happened, or Shelly peed herself during an episode, things There's of that nature. <laughs> right. Uh, never have I ever learned a foreign language. I don't know what, I mean, I know some Spanish words, but I don't think that qualifies as learned as foreign language. Oh, okay, like I properly. For, I can ask for a bottle of water if I ever land in Mexico City. <laughs> I don't know if that counts or not. You know what? I'm going to take a shot of vodka just in case to cover myself. Just in case. Just in case. I think I've shared this on the show before. I'm not certain. But um, so you would think I would know Spanish fluently because I'm Mexican and I really embrace it. But what sucks is a lot of the stuff I embrace about my heritage I chose to embrace later in life because even though my family, they'll never see this, but if you want to make this like a little free clip to promote the show to my family who think that they're so Mexican and Shelly's such a white girl and blah, 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 blah. Look, I don't know why you think you're more Mexican than me just because you live over there in Chino, but like I, embrace our heritage way more than you ever did just because like you got tattoos and you think you're all hard or whatever like that's not what makes you mexican or being proud of being a mexican so a lot of the things that <clears throat> i adapted i adapted some of the stuff like my grandma had some of the like tradition but all the real stuff kind of came after and I chose it. Why am I talking about this? What was the question? Have, or have I ever... Uh, speaking of, did you speak a foreign language? Oh, language. Yes. Okay, now I remember. 
coming back to me. <laughs> so you would think I would know Spanish fluently. So I know how to like say things here and there. I did learn French in school properly. So there's for my hit, but with the Spanish, I'm right there with you. Like I was like, I remember I watched that movie blow and when they go at the beginning stages to Mexico and they're looking for, um, for cannabis, I remember there's a part where Johnny Depp's character, he goes, donde esta pot? And so I know that on the streets you call pot mota. So I was like, all right. So me and my friends, we were all out there. And um, this is when it was safe to go. We were in Rosarito. And we were in this little, like, area. And I told the guy, because I was, med I was like, medicated already. No, I was drunk. I was drunk. I wasn't medicated yet. And so I went, ¿Dónde esta mota? And he goes, aquí, aquí. And so he took us. And my friend knew Spanish, thank God. So <clears throat> he took us. It was a group of us. And he had this, like, little makeshift shop that, like, you know, they, they sell all their little things. Aquí, aquí. We come in. You go to the back. There was a Mexican blanket hanging. I guess in Mexico, it's just called a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> there was a blanket. And he took it, like a movie. He took it off. And there was, like, this hole in the wall. He was like, like, how much? Like, cuanto? How much? And then we're like, oh, my God. Actually, you're crazy. And I'm all poking my head in there. I was like, no, I want to spend 50 bucks. So my limited Spanish got me medicine because I was the only medicator. And I was feeling good the whole time at Rosarito. I wish it was still safe to go there. Nice. I took a I took two years of Spanish in high school, but uh, now I don't didn't retain much. We weren't really taught much. I remember a lot of it was us watching this uh, soap opera called Destinos, the Spanish soap opera. Uh oh. The Spanish teachers like here learn. Yeah, I remember our Spanish teacher had a Hitler mustache. Was the more interesting thing about him? It was a bold choice post uh, 1945 to have a Hitler mustache. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Very much so. Um, the next two are kinds of different sides of the same coin. <laughs> well, I will say already, I haven't done neither one of them. Uh, never have I ever sent a stranger a drink, and never have I ever accepted a drink from a stranger. Uh, the first one, I'm not bold enough to do. The second one, I would assume that they're trying to drug me and like harvest my organs for sale on the black market. So that's why I've done neither one of those. <laughs> so I can't ever think of a time I gave a stranger a drink. But I kind of have accepted from strangers, not like a guy saying, hey, I got you some drinks. More so like... Can I buy you a drink? And it's somebody I just right. met, you know? So I think that counts. I would say so. And there's a Bill Cosby joke in there somewhere, but I'm just, I can't get my, I can't get a handle on it. It's there. So, we laughed. We've moved on. <laughs> <laughs> Send it the best Bill Cosby jokes. Um, Number 29, never have I ever lied about my income. Oh, yeah. Do that all the time as well. Like credit checks. Like you were trying to get a credit card. I'm going to tell them what yeah. I fucking really make. I mean, come on. What am I doing this for then? If I'm going to tell them what I really make, they're going to say no. I'm going to give them a number where they say, hey, this person can be trusted with a piece of plastic and some money. But I really can't. So the joke's on right. 
right? Exactly. I'm right there with you. And I always use the same number because it seems very realistic. And it's like just enough to give this broke ass over here. And here's the thing that's always on your side. Because like when Danielle would say, I want a credit card to prove me. I say, just keep trying because they want us to be in debt. So eventually one will hit. And then once that one hits, the important thing is, is you can't like run it up and then like have a debt to it. You can't have to like, that's not how you build your credit back up. So anyways, I should take my own advice, but I am. I make my little payments, you know, I make mm. my little payments, but. So I don't know if this is like a national thing, but at least around here, the car companies will send you like out the flyers or whatever and say, Hey, uh, you have this code number or whatever come in. You want an iPod or some bullshit. So we do that one. They're like, Oh, that's cool. Well, we want, we'll go with some free shit. You know, we won't be, we won't get into the sales pressure or whatnot. We go to this car place and long story short to get us to buy a car, to get us to get qualified for financing for a car they give us an entire backstory of jobs, how much we make. I was like, I, I was like a co-owner or like a foreman or something in a construction company. And I made a ridiculous amount of money. And they put all these numbers into this official fucking, you know, financing system or whatever they got going, their computer system there. And we got financed for a car, for like a brand new car, <laughs> these fucking bullshit jobs and these bullshit numbers. It's, it's crazy. Use Carl Salesman. When they say, like, when they do a list of the least trusted people, it's like congressmen and use car salesmen. Well, there's a reason for that. I believe Ricky Rackman played around with the used car a lot for a little bit, just saying. <laughs> so it was 29. Let's see. What would, uh, let's do... We'll do the rest of this page. We'll go up to 34. Okay. No we'll call tonight. Number 30. Least, go ahead, Shelly. At least we'll have like a reference for next time we do it. Then we can do like the next group or whatever. That's right. There's tons of these. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of different lists too. We can fucking do this to the end of the time. I really. know. Number 30. Never have I ever gotten busy in a public place. Now people watching this would think that, that my answer would probably be no. But I, I would count a car in a hotel parking lot, a, a minivan in a hotel parking lot. So I'm going to count it. That is for sure. Dude, many times. What am I supposed to say? Which one? I don't know. Um, <coughs> I'll say this. <clears throat> this one's funny because... To this day, it still affects me. Okay, so here I am. I get with Metal Jesus. He looks like freaking Jesus. I have a Jesus fetish. He has an awesome penis. I couldn't ask for anything more. He's real good to me. Like, couldn't ask for anything more. I haven't had sex in years. He's giving it to me. Having a great time. I was Shelly at a 10, so I was feeling good. You know, going out all the time. So I... He, at that time, he lived in Venice Beach. And so it was really cool because there was a lot of places we could walk to. And I'm a big walker because of lots of reasons, but mainly for anxiety. And if I'm partying, I like to be able to walk. And I'll walk. I'll walk, like, miles. 
I don't care because to me, I'm like, that's burning it off. Like I'm working for it. So then like I can drink whatever and I have to worry about it. If I had to eat junk food because I needed to not get crazy, like that's cancels out. And my body agrees with it too. So just saying, so I loved it. We can walk all over. So we had this night and I never had had a Cadillac margarita before. And we went to this really cute place. It's called the Rat Pack. And so it's just that, the Rat Pack Lounge. So not only is it really cute inside, <clears throat> and it's not cheesy. It's like you would think Frank Sinatra would really go there and like and Dean Martin. It, would look, it was badass. Like that dark kind of like like the woods, that cherry color, you know, just old, like whatever. So on top of it, really good food too. So I got this Cadillac margarita and I was like, whoa, Cadillac margarita. So I kept going for them and I just got so drunk. So we were walking back to this place and we were walking. I still have lots of trust issues with men at this point. And so there's this house or this um, apartment building getting constructed and he like opens the door like and I was like does he have this planned so then we go in there and it's like almost done but not quite <clears throat> sadly I went to the bathroom to go pee and someone diarrhea in there so I, uh, <laughs> I had to see that right but anyway so we got down right there in the little loft area and you could see like out the windows and no one else could see in there. And then that's when I realized, oops, there's a camera right there. So oops, I guess people are going to know that the activity was us. But the funny part about it is this is like very like, um, how would I say it? Like it reminded me of like, when you hear the joke of people riding into penthouse and those stories aren't true, like that's what it felt like a penthouse story and it happened. So then I started having trust issues. I was like, did he, does he know that this place is always that he takes other girls there? Like, is that why he knew what door to open? And so to this day, cause we go to that area pretty often just for nostalgic and there's a place we like. Every time we pass there, I go, did you really know? Like, it's still something. Did you really, did you really not know? Did you take anyone else there? Or was I really, it's like, no, I swear to God. I was like, no, how come? It's too perfect. It's too penthouse story. <laughs> um, number 31. I don't see how you can really separate 30 and 31 in a technical sense. There's going to have to be some nudity if there's actual intercourse, unless you're like just sticking the fabric in of your pants. You can stick it. You can stick it out, and then the girl can pull her panties to the side, and that's technically not being nude. I don't know. I think it is. I'm going to smoke. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to smoke. But here's the thing. Um, not just that story and others, but I've been nude for like shoots and stuff in public, like at the beach. Yeah. Again, I've never had the body for that. Believe me, I wish I, I did. I don't even have it anymore. It's coming back. Hopefully not on wood. We'll see. Number 32. Never have I ever dated or hooked up with someone 10 years older. Than that. Many, many times, like I said, <clears throat> running around here in Hollywood. And then not only that, that drug dealer guy, he was like 10 years old. Um, 
Um, the next one, second and last one we'll do for today. I will write down the number. Um, just for future reference, let me go back to it. Our next episode will be our uh, Halloween episode. So where we decide to for that. It'll be spooky and awesome and whatnot. Number 33, never have I ever dated or hooked up with someone five years younger. One time, one time I dated a dude younger than me and I felt weird about it the entire time. It didn't matter how many times people told me what, yes, it was a big deal. Like I don't recommend it. Hey, whatever works for people, I'm not judging. Sometimes there's circumstances and <clears throat> I'm not saying always, but I don't know, dude. I don't know. It wasn't a good time. In general. As people know, women mature younger than men. So generally, if it's, you know, if it's an older guy, it's better because the maturity level is going to line up with a younger woman more so in the way around or whatnot. I don't know why. Like, maybe people can say I'm a bitch for this. <laughs> I have an issue when it's like, too much older because I've been there. Like when I've been a young girl with a guy that's just way too old, there's older than you. And then there's too old. Like that's something's not right there. So Good. there's that, but there's just something about, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's something about when dude's significantly younger, the dynamic in those relationships are just different. And the ones that I always said, well, it works for some people because look at this person or that person like that I've personally known. All of those people are no, no longer together. And there's some of them I thought that's proof. They are proof that they're to each their own. Like that's they're the proof couple right there. And that proof couple that I never thought would break up uh, like a few years back. And I was like, I don't know. And I'm not seeing like I have one friend that it's that way around but that friend has been very unhappy in his relationship and he's cheated and things like that so like even though they're together and the reason why they stay together is because he makes really good money and they have kids so he was like well i need for the kids to be older so i understand that like some people could say so what but you know what you gotta if that's what you feel you have to do then that's what you gotta do if you don't have kids, then you don't understand. So there's that. But then he was like, financially, like, I'm not going to do it. Like I work too hard for all this. So, all right, well then I guess it is what it is. So there's problems there. So I don't personally, and I'm not saying it's not out there. I don't personally know a really healthy relationship couple that is significantly different when the woman is older. I think um, Al Pacino just broke up with his like his twenty six year old girlfriend or whatever. Which is just Who shame. did? Al Pacino. Oh. Eighty three, and he had like a twenty six year old girlfriend, and I guess he got her pregnant somehow. I figured by eighty three, you're fucking shooting dust, but you know whatever. Good for him. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it didn't last. 
uh, unbelievably enough. <laughs> well, she's got that kid. She's got some insurance there. Get that Pacino money. Hell yeah. Is there Pacino money left? I mean, if he, I guess if he was good with it. I mean, I guess if he fucking pissed it away, I guess there's not. <laughs> I wonder if there's Pacino money. Mm. Who knows? Al Pacino, <laughs> we'd like to know. Inquiring minds. <laughs> right. Al Pacino, if you want to come on the show. If you want to come on over. Hey, you want to come to the back cave? That's right. You're 83. I mean, you're Al Pacino. Who's going to give a fuck? The TMZ's going to be like, oh, that was bad for you to do. Like, fuck you. I'm Al Pacino. I was in Godfather and Son of a Woman, motherfucker. Don't judge me. Number 34. Never have I ever texted or taken a call at the movies. Oh, come on. I imagine everybody's texted at the movies. I don't remember a specific instance of taking a call, but I'm sure I like if someone called me, I like got up and left the theater. Yeah, for sure. Talk so there you go. Very simple game. Very creates a lot of content and a lot of stories. And that's the smoke out. But you all know that because you're subscribers. You're watching right now. So you know how awesome it is. And what we really need you to do is go tell people. Yes. Maybe a, a family member you follow on Facebook, but you haven't talked to them in like eight years. Shoot them a message. Be like, what's going on? How's it going? Hey, have you heard about the smoke out with Shelly and SJ? It's pretty fucking awesome. They smoke weed and shit. It's cool. Go check it out on Patreon. Absolutely. <laughs> Never. Stop a stranger on the street. Say, hey, have you heard about smoke out with Shelly and SJ? Maybe print up cards at your own expense and hand them out or stickers or whatnot. Maybe buy local ad time on a local TV station again at your own expense to help out the show. Thank you. <laughs> you do all of that. Maybe it's the first people <laughs> watching as a millionaire. You were like, I don't know what I can do with all this money. It's crazy. It's, it's just sitting around my house, just stacks of cash or gold bullions or whatever you have. I don't know what the fuck to do with it. Well, buy a bus bench. Smoke out with Shelly and SJ. <laughs> the uh, new Andrews of LA. <laughs> I said next time we see you, it will be the Halloween show. We'll figure out what to do for that, and we'll let you know on the old social media and whatnot where you follow us. Whatever you do. If you don't, well, go do that. ShellySJSmokeOut.com. Social media, the podcast, if you want that. If you don't want to see us, I don't know why you wouldn't, but whatever, whatever fetish you have, you have an audio fetish. I'm not judging. Do what you need to no. do. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do for um, our members. So for the first part, I'm going to have one outfit. And then on the second part, I'm going to have a different outfit. Nice. Costume okay. change. That's what's called production value in the business. For those of you who know, like myself and Shelly, who are in the business, it's called production value. Thank you, Shelly. I will see you next time. Have a good night. You too. Adios. Bye.